Alright, perfect. Hey Buffalo, welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo City Beat. It's me, Johnny Hollywood, back again. And today I'm sitting down in South Buffalo with Chef Matt Russell at the Station House. Um, before we jump into it, we got a couple of sponsors. As always, Prodigal Farms is coming back this episode as a sponsor, and probably for most of the future. Uh, they're locally sourced, pasture-raised chickens and eggs. Their motto is, happy chickens make happy eggs, and happy chickens taste delicious. Um, for all your fresh eggs and, and pasture-raised chicken needs, you can get a hold of me through... Uh, email at my email for the website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, not really Twitter. I, I suck at my Twitter, so leave that one out of there. And then also, this episode is also brought to you by IHS Associates. They are a custom printed products business in Western New York for all of your business cards, chef coats, hats, work uniforms, all your promotional products needs. You can get in touch with them. And also, if you want to get a hold of them, you can go through me. I'll be happy to set you guys up. So today I'm sitting at the station house in South Buffalo with Chef Matt Russell, how you doing, Matt? I'm doing good. How are you, John? Very, very good. So we used to work together at Pano's on Elmwood, and he worked at Templeton Landing, where I used to work after I was there, I think, right? Yeah, the summer yeah. after. Yeah, the summer after I was there. So we've worked together a couple times in the past, and I was very, very excited. Uh, he reached out to me via Facebook and oh, excuse me, and invited me down here to, um, to do a podcast about the Station House, which is going to be a new restaurant doing a, an opening coming up in a couple of months correct i mean um, you explained it well we're rebranding right now as a station house we're going to be a bar dedicated to local firemen and policemen and we're just waiting for the licenses to switch in the name and then as soon as that happens um we change the the logo outside the new menu gets dropped and we're going to throw a big old party awesome and it's located at 2115 Seneca Street in South Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And this is all part of a, a resurgence that's going on in South Buffalo, right? Yes. All right. So tell us a little bit about that. You were talking to me while we were eating. Oh, and by the way, we just had the greatest, the greatest tasting of all time. So let's do, let's talk about the thing about South Buffalo and then we'll talk about the food. Okay. Um, so South Buffalo shares the same values as pretty much everyone in Buffalo except like times 10. There's a lot of pride. Um, a lot of people that are just really glad to say that they're from this area. Oh um, yeah, that, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, you you can tell people when they're from South Buffalo, mm-hmm. even in the city. And I'm heavily connected to this area. My um, my dad grew up in the neighborhood. Uh, Al Ross screen printing up the street. That's that was my grandpa's deli. Um, my grandpa's bar was somewhere across the street over here. Uh, my aunts and uncles, my dad, obviously all grew up in the area, and now I live in the area. So it's it's a great place, and it's great to be back in the area because of all the great things that are happening, all the development, um, the traffic circles that we're talking about on the 
on the news the other night and just the development of the different storefronts in the area. Yeah, you can definitely tell. Um, I've lived here for six years and driving through South Buffalo is always like kind of a strange feeling and it's not it doesn't feel the same anymore it feels mm-hmm. like it's got life blown back into it yeah it definitely does and you can see that with um the the storefront right across from us there's a great tattoo shop right across the way they did some work for me it's called gray havens um stop in there they're super talented and they you know just like everyone else in this area they're part of this just revitalization of the area yeah and it, it's good to see shit like that because buffalo is definitely on the up and up and that's a lot of what we've been talking about on this podcast is the new life that's coming back to buffalo and it's good to see that it's not just in the downtown area the elmwood area or like on the west side where i live it's nice to see it in the outer reaches of buffalo i know that there's some things going on in north buffalo like in the black rock area but it's good to see it as far as south buffalo as well mm-hmm. so we just did the greatest tasting ever we started out well we're gonna let you talk about it the gumbo pizza to mm-hmm. start which oh my god Okay, so I'm Cajun by birth, and I lived in the South for a long time, so I do have sort of a niche and, like, an interest in that style of food and a lot of talent in that area. So we have gumbo pizza. We um, It's on the next version of our menu. It starts with a Cajun Alfredo, uh, pepper jack cheese. Then we top it with andouille sausage, red onion, crayfish tail, and baby shrimp. Uh, we dusted the crust with a little basil oil and some just blackfish seasoning. Yeah, and that and you said that you make you're making the dough. Yeah, we make the dough ourselves. Um, my big thing about you know pizza in South Buffalo is I've got wise guys down the street. They're great. Blaisdell Pizza. They're putting out a consistent product constantly. I'm not going to be able to do pizza as well as them, so I have to do it just a little bit different. So we grill our our pizza crust and it. It makes it still a pizza, but a little bit different, so we're not competing with these great other restaurants in the area. Yeah, it's definitely not a, a classic. I would think of it as classic buffalo pizza, but it's got that like crunchy, thin crust, and it goes so well with that Alfredo sauce and with the cheese and all that. Oh, excuse me, and all that sausage and mm-hmm. the the tails around there are so perfect. It's just so 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 good. And then we did. Um, Cheddar bacon tots. Cheddar bacon tots. You guys candy the bacon in house. Yep. Barbecue sauce is made in house. Yes. Cheese sauce is made in house. It is. Those things are delicious. Yeah. Um, you sometimes there are people that prefer that like. I don't want to say. Well, yeah, I'm going to say it, trashy nacho cheese from the the vendor squeeze. There is bottle. well. There's a place for it, trashy it nacho place. cheese. Exactly. Let's be real. Yeah. If you're like five shots of shitty whiskey and a couple Miller Lights deep. Yeah. Shitty cheese sauce is going to make it. Yeah. But. but this is not that yeah, at all. We're starting with a true bechamel and building our cheese sauce that way. And um, and I I like the thing that you that you said about um, when we were eating earlier. You said most people, if you tell them that, a lot of people, especially in this area, aren't accustomed to eating new things and mm-hmm. aren't very adventurous when it comes to food. But when they actually taste it. Mm-hmm they're like blown away yeah i think that that's great that like a lot of people in in the cooking side of the industry are i think that they're like snobby when it comes to naming their food yeah because they want to be like oh like so proper about it but you don't have to because when you cook well and i know that you do after working with you Mm -hmm. your food will speak for itself yeah and the smell speaks for itself and like like you're saying can you smell that while i was setting up Mm -hmm. and it smells so 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 good so the tots were absolutely bomb. Mm-hmm. The cheese sauce is fantastic. And the cheese sauce and the barbecue work together in such a perfect way. Mm-hmm. So that was absolutely banging. And then we did a fried green tomato burger. Mm-hmm. 
And the patty you guys use is killer. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, custom grind from Curtsy, uh, all steak. It's still an 80-20, but we do it on our flat top instead of the grill just because we really want that meat to speak for itself. And it definitely does. Mm-hmm. A little bit of seasoning. Yep. Fire. And those fries, you guys do hand-cut fries, which I'm a huge, huge advocate of hand-cut fries. I think that if you have the time and the ability, you should. Mm-hmm. I like it for the price and for, like you said, it's just a superior product overall oh, yeah. if you can do it oh, yourself. Yeah. And if you have the time and, and the patience to do mm-hmm. it, you might as well. Yeah. So that was absolutely fantastic. That's All this is just blown away. And But last but not least, you guys bread your own chicken fingers. Yes. Hand-breaded. Hand bread, go ahead. That's like a labor of love. Yes. Hand breading anything is a pain in the ass, and anybody who works in the, as a cook in the industry can tell you that. Mm-hmm. So that alone, in my opinion, speaks for itself of what you guys are trying to do as far as food. Mm-hmm. We Well, we take our, our chicken tenders, we soak them in buttermilk and some fresh herbs, and then uh, they're coated in flour with that has a little bit of chicken Montreal and some mesquite in it. Um, salt, pepper, garlic. Yeah, and it's absolutely banging. When it comes out, it's got this like flaky, golden look, and you can see all the colors of the spices. Mm-hmm. And when you take your knife and your fork and touch, it goes because <laughs> it's got all that crispy, crunchy on it. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys don't toss your fingers, which is mm-hmm. um, a lot of people. A lot of places in the air toss their fingers. I'm against it. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I don't want my fingers soggy, but you do it because it takes away from the breading and i totally agree because those fingers speak for themselves you don't mm-hmm. even need the sauce on them just i like my fingers with blue cheese i'm, mm-hmm. I'm from I'm a western new yorker gotta oh, yeah. have the blue cheese so a little bit of blue cheese and just plain like even though your guys barbecue is bomb those fingers really speak for themselves they're so 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 good thank you yeah and um going back we're talking about blue cheese and dude like everybody knows i just went to chicago they don't know what blue cheese is out there, man, <laughs> at all. I'm surprised you got a decent wing out there. It, dude, very, very surprisingly. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. shout out to everybody at JT's Pub and Grill in Lombard, Illinois. Y'all wings are are, are on point. Mm-hmm. And for me to say that, I told them, too. I was like, yo, you guys, you're doing something right here. And this is from somebody who's a foodie mm-hmm. and a Buffalonian, and it's they're right on point. So if you're in Illinois and looking for a good, good wing, go to JT's mm-hmm. in Lombard. So, so good. I can re- I can remember living in Georgia and ordering wings and like what it was an open air kitchen and you I got a mild and they just used less hot sauce they're not like cutting it oh really yeah, that's so they're just kind of like dry yeah it made me laugh yeah that's um I I couldn't do that that would absolutely kill me um so they just come out like dry um yeah so like hot medium or mild it just they use different amounts of hot sauce rather than the the buffalo way which is cutting it with butter or margarine all right i'm sorry i just had to check something on a check a text i'm supposed to be at work right now and i told him i'm gonna be late to do this so <laughs> this is great oh good so oh yeah i'm gonna still, know about it too oh yeah so everybody's gonna know um this is actually one of our first times doing an off an out of studio interview so we're actually sitting at the station house in south buffalo right now mm-hmm. and dude the food's killer this is absolutely killer and this is such like a cool thing that you guys are doing like i'm glad to see people taking up the mantle of transforming an area like this mm-hmm. and it's it's really nice to be part of this community like i wrote a review the other night for for wise guys um it was like 11 o'clock they were closing up i was starving and i walked in there and they said or oh, sorry we're closed and they still served me yeah that's awesome and i wrote the review five stars listen i'm glad that there's someone else in the neighborhood 
that wants to care for their customers just the same way I, I want to. Yeah. So we're doing a, a dual interview today. We're going to squeeze Matt out, and we're going to squeeze a local from the from the pub in, and then we're going to have Matt come back, and we're going to finish up with him. All right. Sounds great. All right. So we're switching out for, for Pat. Pat, come on in here. Take a seat. So we got Pat Dorham on. He's a South Buffalo local. He's sporting his South Buffalo shirt right now, and he is a – a guy who's on the Matt Russell fitness plan and Matt has robbed him of his six pack at this point in his life. And uh, he's a two, two day gym kind of guy, but the chicken fingers and tater tots are getting the best of him. Uh, so come on. You want to be a fist, a little bit like a fist away from your mic uh, and the burgers as well. Yeah. Yes. So tell, tell us about, um, you're from South Buffalo. Tell us a little about you, about li- growing up in the air, living in the area, and then talk about how it's, how the change is like how South Buffalo is changing. Born and raised in South Buffalo, um, all embracing the old Irish heritage. I stay in around the neighborhood. I try and uh, around all the local pubs and local areas. Always been a big Blackthorn, uh, Blackthorn fan, Buffalo Irish Center, Commons, yeah. places like that. Um, with the Marines for a long time. Now I'm retired, so I'm, I have a lot more time to hang out. And I just happened to walk in here the one day with a buddy of mine who just said, we got to check out this new place. Uh, he used to come here way back in the day. It was Manny's. And the minute I walked in the door, it was just one of the most friendly environments I've been in in a long time. Uh, bartenders are really, really friendly. Um, they're sort of newer, trying to get back in, and they were bringing out food for people to try. I met Matt, and Matt just said, hey, man, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? I had a chance to talk to Matt. Uh, we became friends, and uh, it's just it's one of the most uh, friendliest environments I've been in South Buffalo in a long time. Yeah, Matt's a great guy. I'm, I'm really proud when I sat down, and I knew he was being the chef here, and he told me that he was taking over the management as well. It's it's nice to see somebody like respect somebody from the back of the house and give them that much leadership and authority in a place. And I know that he's going to do a great job here. So it's fantastic. I said, it's just such a wide variety of selections. It isn't your normal South Buffalo bar. We have the same stuff on the menu. Yeah, for sure. And that's challenging. That's a place that a lot of places run into. Um, I know another place that does a lot of unique stuff is Potter's field. I love Potter's field, man. I used to go there all the time. So that's what makes this place different than a lot of others. Just you come in, you just don't know what to try. And then the portions are so enormous, as you yeah. saw. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and obviously the prices are very fair. It's just hard to want to try everything because everything's just so good. And once you try something, you want to eat it again. But then you want to try some new stuff they bring out from the gumbo pizza, you know, to the tater tots. So just, what's your favorite thing here? Oh, my good Lord. What's really, what's really getting to you? Uh, well, actually, it's the chicken fingers because there's a wide variety of sauces, too. Uh, it's not just your normal, like, hot, medium, mild, or suicidal. It's all these different selections from the Cajuns, the different types of barbecue sauce. And that's probably what gets me the most. I, mean, I try to stay as healthy as I can around Matt, but the chicken <laughs> might be the closest thing. But, uh, and then, obviously, the wide selection of uh, different draft beers they have, too. It makes it, you know what I mean? It's not just your normal South Buffalo Irish draft beers, you know? Yeah. That's one of the things that is nice to see. But you're like, I don't know how a lot of South Buffalo bars are, but in the in like the downtown Buffalo area, everywhere you go has got ten to thirty taps, and you guys definitely they here definitely hold up to that very very well. And that was one thing that like while I was in Chicago was very disappointing because you go places, and a couple of them are are coming around to it. But like two years ago when I went there for the first time, there was like everybody had three taps, and it was like Sam Adams, a Goose Island because that's like their local craft, and like but and like Miller Lite. They're so close to Milwaukee, they don't even like know a. Bud or what Labatt is, man. I was like, can I get a little bit blue? And they're like, oh, oh what? And I was like, oh, you're killing me, Smalls. But yeah, so that's like that's one of the great things to see is like all these different neighborhoods really coming together into what a lot of Buffalo is becoming. And it's a craft beer town and a huge food town. It's great to see a South Buffalo bar like 
joining that fight. Yeah, the diversity, and that's, that's what makes it unique. You know what I mean? I know other bars are starting to try it now, but I think they're really innovative because they're so aggressive and they're trying these new things and not being mm-hmm. afraid to try it, which yeah. is really, really good, as you saw with the, the gumbo pizza we yeah. tried. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So that that's kind of why I like it. Plus, the atmosphere is you know just amazing here. The bartenders are fantastic. Yeah, that's that's always great to see. And, like, food, in my opinion, like, um, what is it that Matt said on earlier? Um, Somebody's not here to quote you. Have to ask him to get. I know, I know. As soon as we get him back over here, I'm gonna have to ask him again. But it was something along the lines of like he he wants to have people, um, when they're drinking, be be interested in trying new things and being adventurous in their food. And he's definitely letting that really show through in his cooking. And he always has as as a chef. But like he said, he's on his own. He doesn't have an executive chef over his head. And he was telling me that he was nervous. And I told him I was like, dude, don't you don't need to be. Like, obviously, if you're sitting here across from me, you've got his support, which means other people in the community are obviously supporting him and this restaurant. And that's something that's great to see. It is. It really is. As I said, it's a, and he, he's nervous about things, but it, the things he tries, you bring them out. I'm like, what is that? What is on that plate? And that's what you keep, you know, and he tells you all these yeah. different things around. Like, oh, I got to try that next time. You know what I mean? It's just you just can't fit it all in your stomach at once. Yeah. And like he told me, um, he told me yesterday we or two days ago when we were setting this all up and he was like, dude, come with an empty stomach and be ready to eat. And I was excited because I haven't, oh, excuse me. Like it's more like three days of an empty stomach for you. Come That's here what I'm eat. saying. And like, I haven't done a food tasting for this podcast yet. So this is my like first go around at doing it like this. And this is the best way I'm going to have to like start encouraging people to feed me before I record, man. I'll tell you, they, they definitely feed you here. I said, I, I tr- usually when I come here, it's usually on, on the weekends or sometimes during the week, but I try not to eat at least three hours before I come here because I know I'm going to get stuck eating something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like bringing to a kid to Toys R Us. You know you're walking out of the toy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, you, you said that you're a big gym guy. How is this negatively affected? <laughs> Your gym ability. Well, yeah, I, 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 I kind of mess around with Matt a lot. I just say that to him. I mean, yeah, I, I am. I mean, you do, they do have a lot of healthy food choices as well, and you can make it healthy. It's just I, I just kind of bust on him a lot because uh, his portion, the portions are so big. You know what I mean? It's very, hard very, to not very eat generous, the whole things yeah. in front of you, and that's what kind of slows you down. Yeah, and like, in my opinion, when when you have good hand prepared food, it, it's more filling. Like you, it's like you're feeling the love. Yes, and it's you saw really the burger when it came you. out. How oh yeah, that, was, right? that, that burger was great, and the taste of it is killer. Like that, that special press patty from Curtsy is fire, man. I say that's why I bust on Matt a lot. Just say it to him, but to, yeah, it's just because it's I'm so full when I leave here. I just, I, yeah. ne- I never can eat my whole plate, and that's you know that's a good thing. It's saying something, yeah, yeah. It's one of those places where like sometimes when you eat something that's not so good, you don't mind leaving something. But when it's really really good, like you're you, you're hard pressed to finish it, but you know you can't leave anything on the plate. Make all those containers you're taking home when you leave here today. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Those are going right with me to work, and everybody's gonna be like, "Where did you go?" I work at a Mexican spot, so everyone's like, "This is so good." I'm like, "Damn right, it's so good." So this place is gonna get. Hopefully, this place gets a lot of publicity and a lot of love from this cast, and also. Um, from South Buffalo, as you guys, as this place transitions to their new name, I'm really, really excited to see it. Well, most South Buffalo fruition. bars usually they're in sync with each other. There's a lot of people don't know about the place yet, and they really don't know about the food. And I mean, I know I'm friends with all the South Buffalo bar owners. They all kind of embrace each other. It's just, yeah, it's just kind of like the uh, you know the new kid in the block. Once he gets involved in the yeah. family, everything can be. Good. I know I know a couple of South Buffalo guys, and they're all really good guys. They definitely take care of each other. There's a lot of South Buffalo love. I know um, Tommy Cohen and. Um, Brian Scanlon, they own 40 Thieves on Elmwood Ave, and they've got a lot of love for South Buffalo. And a lot of people, they also own Doc Sullivan's on here. And a lot of people from South Buffalo come up into the city to have lunch there and have dinner there and hang out. And it's cool to have that much support from like, from your neighborhood. 
Right, right. And then when the name, the station, obviously embracing, you know, the firefighters and police, which are yeah. obviously big in the South Buffalo Irish Catholic community. So um, I, I talked a bunch of my family, our police officers, I told them about the food here, and, you know, they're going to start coming after their shifts and stuff. So we got some coming this Saturday. So That's something also that that's, in my opinion, that's great in the the political climate that we live in. A lot of people are, I don't want to say anti-police and firemen, but against like the idea of supporting them i feel like there's like that strange atmosphere going on and it i'm so glad to see somebody pick up that flag of the blue line and like run with it so that's yep. something that i'm really really proud that matt's doing absolutely and said so, like the docs has uh you know the police and the fire yep. and they're gonna have it here and it's just you know it's when you grew up here grow up in south buffalo you know you're you gonna be a cop a firefighter in the military it's all i had a choice in yeah life, you know what i mean <laughs> or you know some, or, you know, or you work for the local unions, yeah you know? yeah so, it, it, everybody here is related to a cop or has you know and police all live a lot of them around the area still too uh, they just have to come oh, yeah. and eat, the, eat and see the place. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I've met many and many cops working for guys from South Buffalo. Of course. It's like everybody knows them. Of course. Yeah. It's like, so. it's like the connect, gigantic connected family tree. Oh, yeah. It's wild, man. It's totally wild. It's like how many Buffalo cops can you grow in one neighborhood? Because <laughs> it's yeah. like all of them, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cop, firefighter, cop, firefighter. Yeah. Po- yeah. You know, postal worker, cop, And it's like all of Buffalo, like all the different neighborhoods. It's like, oh, you're a cop. Are you from South Buffalo? <laughs> it's like no, none of them are getting away from it. But it's great to see that resurgence um, coming back into these into these outskirt neighborhoods because Buffalo has been on the up and up for a while now, and it's nice to see South Buffalo starting to get a piece of it. Especially Seneca Street, because Abbott has has gotten most of the money and yeah. most of the years yeah. the resurgence in this area. I grew up around this area, played in Cass Park, football, hockey, the whole thing over there. So it's it's nice to see what they're doing with this area and. Restaurants like this are really going to bring revitalize the neighborhood. Yeah, I had a privilege of spending a lot of time down here. Um, well, it's Dana Grove from South Buffalo, or who lived down here. So I had a privilege of coming to a lot of these bars, and there is a lot of community. It reminds me, I'm from a small, I'm from Dunkirk, Fredonia, which is as pretty much a small town as you can get in Western New York. So it's the same kind of feel. Like you go to the bars, and there it's the old Polish clubs. Yeah. So everybody comes in like to do their sign-ins and stuff. So you're sitting there, and you see the same guys and the community feel is you have these guys who are these kids who grew up in this area who go out and they they grow up right into that culture exactly so they're coming up and like when say their father passes away it's cool like they come in and they hang out they their dad's friends respect them like they did his old man and i love that feeling and that's how it is back home and it's cool to see a neighborhood outside of my hometown that carries that because that's kind of a tradition that's dying that's definitely the South Buffalo neighborhoods. It really is. I mean, I know it's like growing up here, and you know, you go to different places, and you meet somebody. Oh, is your family related to this person? What street you're born on? You know what I mean? Then you just find all the different areas you've all been to, and again, that's what this place is starting. You see a lot of the uh, the older people from the area starting to come in and embrace it. Yeah. Now we just got to keep. And a lot of people are a lot of people who left uh, Buffalo, South Buffalo. I live in the West Side. A lot of people who left this area are coming back, and a lot of people who have never lived in Buffalo before are moving here because of this culture resurgence. And Buffalo is one of the, the in my opinion one of the best cities for the price that you're getting absolutely oh yeah absolutely oh yeah um one of my friends is from new york city and he jokes all the time he's like i can live in in buffalo for and travel five times a year for the same price my friend can have a closet in new york city yeah and he has like this gorgeous apartment and he's a local bartender guy too yep, so, so we're known for that and we're known for really good food and, and good people and, and great beer obviously which is you could see here and all the other connecting you know south buffalo bars oh yeah and and it's so cool seeing all the local places support local breweries uh, yes everything on tap around here is from western new york and I was salty when I was in Chicago because there was no New York beers. But then again, they have Milwaukee and they have great beer culture out there. But it's cool to see us respect our culture so much. 
They do, and that, the only bad, sad thing is just so many of them. You know, you can't put them yeah. on all the time. Yeah, your taps are t- constantly, constantly, constantly changing. changing. Oh yeah. So you start liking something, like oh, I'm gonna switch this one out on your patty. No, you can't. I just no, I just like that one. Yeah, I think we had this one at uh, at Forty Thieves. It was um, like this blueberry summer beer. Oh yeah. And it was killer, and like. I drank it the one day, and I went back two days later to, like, have it with lunch, and they're like, we're already out. And I was like, what are you talking about? We just tapped it two days, and they're like, I know. It's gone. Yeah, they're moving one here that I like, so. Huh. Yeah, so you got to get, get it all ready for that. Yeah, I got to get ready for the new one that comes in. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for coming in, man. I know you are in. You got to run today, so thank you, thank you so much for jumping in and talking. Absolutely, talking, brother, absolutely. Being a local guy, coming on, supporting your restaurants. We're going to have Matt come back in here as we do our, we're going to talk a little bit more, then we're going to wrap it up. Welcome back, Matt. Okay, so what were we talking about? Um, what did you say about food that I was trying to quote you on earlier? I think it's when I said, like, I want people to come into the restaurant and see that we're doing local Buffalo Fare well. Like yes. That we're doing beef on wick, chicken tenders, chicken wings. And then I want them to see our specials and see some of the other things on the menu and go, oh, my God. I think I've had like one too many drinks, and that sounds delightful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that sounds that sounds so perfect because like that's um, that's how it always happens for me. I feel like every time I go out after like after dinner because mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a sucker for late night eats. That's the whole only reason I'm not like stealthy and have a six pack is because I eat late. So I'll get out. I'll like go out to the bar at like eight or nine o'clock, and by like ten ten thirty, I'm ready to eat something. Mm-hmm. And the same thing always happens to me. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always. That's why I put the tater tots on. Yeah. I get wild yeah. when I get wild. And you guys have a lot of freaking, you got a lot of different tots. Oh, mm-hmm. like we got the menu here in front of us and you guys got Philly tots, Mex tots, barbecue, bacon and cheese, Bayou. Ooh, those sound so good. Mm-hmm. Buffalo and all the way, which is, you wait. That's every topping from above. On one tots? On one tots. Is it a big tots or is it like the same size tots? Like um, Is that like the family style tots? No, that'll be still the eight ounce portion just with more tots. Oh my God. Um, I started cooking with a... That's like the F me up tots. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when I started cooking, I, I learned from a pastry chef and he'd take five minutes to make his cake, but he'd spend hours making frosting. So my style, oh, yeah. my style of cooking has always been... I'm going to do the base really well, in this case, the tater tots or the burgers, but then I'm just going to use that as a vessel for some delicious toppings. Yeah, and and they really, really are delicious. So, um, And also, we were talking about how you're, you've done like specials dedicated to local guys, which I think is so, so cool. Mm-hmm. You talked about the Hillary Burger. And who's that after? Um, one of our bartenders, she has a family member that used to get a special burger at uh, a local place called The Wayside. It was our ground steak patty with American cheese, a fried egg your way, and it's on a, a Kaiser Costanza. No, a beef on oh, – it was a Wick Costanza. A Wick Costanza. Yeah. Um, and that moved, and she was happy. I like to see that the bartenders are designing their own specials. Yeah, that's awesome. You're letting everybody get involved because well, a lot yeah. of places, like, um, you're not – I wouldn't count you as, like, a traditional chef. You're, like, from the next gen, what I call okay. the next generation of chefs. And the old school chefs is like our buddy Travis, who like mm-hmm. it's my way or the highway. Yeah, yeah. You know what? He, I know what he can tell me what to do. But this new generation of chefs that are coming around a block of guys like me when I was cooking, and guys like you, we're it's like a family cooking environment. Yeah, and I tell them the the servers and the bartenders all the time, what can you sell? Yeah, and I, if you have a good idea, let me know. Yeah, 
And that's something that I think that more cooks need to get on board with. But I definitely respect that mm. because you're getting people involved and, and they're the people who are, who have to sell the food. Mm-hmm. And that, that model for me is very, very special because it's, it's not that I don't care about the customer. Mm-hmm. It's, I care about doing my job well so that a bartender and a server makes their money. I want the food to come out and the, for the customer to go, wow, that chef really cares about the people that works here. Yeah. And, and it's, I think it's very, very obvious that not only you care about the people who work here, but you care about this area so much. Mm-hmm. Like it comes out in, in your food. And like you said, it's not traditional bar fare, but it's written so well that it comes off as though it is. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's something that we were I don't think we talked about it in this take. This is our second take, guys, because I totally effed up the first recording. So we had to start all, all over after we were like 10 minutes into it. <laughs> so um, I think we talked about that on the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, and shit, I lost my train of thought. Pick it up for me. Um, Where were we? Oh god, dead air so bad. Anyways, um we were talking about uh I think it was just um being part of the this community. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um how the South Buffalo community um is as much as everybody loves it, it's kind of got like that stigma of in love with the old school mm-hmm. where they it's um like we were talking about with Pat, all the bars have a very very similar menu. Mm-hmm. And you have a you have a deep background in culinary that I would consider very very high class. I've eaten a lot of things that you've made from scratch, and I know that when you were at, at Timothy, didn't you work at Embassy too? No. What I, hotel were you at? I was at the I was the sous chef of the Marriott Harbor Center. Yeah, because I know you did you were doing tastings there, and I saw some of the pictures from them and mm-hmm. talked to some of the people who ate that food. And dude, you can put a serious fierce plate together. Mm-hmm. And. You know, the cool part is, is I've maintained a lot of those relationships. And mm-hmm. Chef Jason, the the head chef of the, the hotel there, he came down the night that they made me the head chef and walked around the kitchen. Very, very had cool. some ideas written down. He's like, oh, yeah, you could totally, this is, this is going to be awesome for you. Oh, yeah. And I said, I, you know, I'm in my first couple of weeks. I'm getting a ton of praise, and I don't know if I necessarily deserve it. I need to get some of my friends in here and eat Well, because everyone's just raving. Here's one thing. Sit in the glow and soak up the sun. <laughs> Seriously, do it because it, it's good for you. Well, the the way he explained it to me is um, that I'm a Marriott chef. I'll always be a Marriott chef. So my expectations for what food needs to be when it goes out to a customer are top shelf. For this area, you know, you toss some wings in a basket with some fries and call it a day. And, and people will be happy. Yeah, but when you see the food come out and you realize that, okay, you eat with your eyes first – yeah, eating yeah. eating is not is not just a sense of the mouth. Mm-hmm. It definitely is the whole package, and you guys are doing the whole package mm-hmm. really, really well. The smell that comes out of your guys' kitchen is absolutely killer. Mm-hmm. Um, the layout of this of this place is perfect. It's got that that perfect old school pub feel, mm-hmm. but the food speaks way, way, way louder than that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because this menu is going to take off, and then I'm going to work on our banquet menu. We, we can start renting out the back area for like stags and oh you guys have a banquet hall here as well yeah oh that's so cool like 50 60 seating yeah but that's perfect that's perfect yeah um because we're a small operation i can put more effort Mm -hmm. into the food for a smaller group of people yeah which is nice now um how long have you been here only (laughs) month and a half nice making big waves fast yeah um so in two weeks i had become the chef 
and then two weeks later i was the manager that's awesome manager chef right now that's awesome so that's giving you a lot a lot of control about not only the food but you have control of the taps then as well um because i know you were talking about um the different kinds of starters you're bringing and let's give a shout out to them yeah um we just talked to this distributor yesterday it's blackbird cider works um we're going to be carrying their estate reserve and their premium draft in can and they're also dropping by a sample of their loganberry cider today that we're hopefully going to have on tap yeah that sounds so 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 i know and like i'm not a cider guy and i tried this stuff yesterday i was like what's what's different about it um it it doesn't have like the bite that angry orchard has like it's it's got like a, that a f- bitter end yeah it's got a fairly high alcohol content but it's dangerous like yeah it went down like too smooth yeah. Oh, yeah i'm a big sours beer guy mm-hmm. and um, i was talking to somebody while i was out in the midwest and um they're like yeah sours are dangerous and i um as people get better at, at brewing mm-hmm. like i i in my uncultured beer opinion mm-hmm. anybody in the world can make a strong ipa mm-hmm. i mean making it taste good is different yeah but we're slowly getting to the point where sours and ciders are catching up to the ipas where you can get a sour that tastes amazing or a cider that tastes amazing that's like seven eight percent now uh-huh. and you you don't know it you don't notice mm-hmm. and then you're two ciders deep and wasted because you're drinking nine percent yeah beers absolutely. yeah mm-hmm. and that's something that was never never really part of the cider and sours community and now that it is i think it's changing a lot of things and it, it has a much better flavor in my opinion mm-hmm. it's got that summer summer life kind of feel and that those are my favorite kinds of beers and drinks i mean i was never a big ipa person so this time me of year is, is like miserable for me and then then you start dealing in porters and stouts in the, the fall and then see i'm i'm all about um i'll cook all day with that stuff really oh yeah i love cooking with porters. see i'm all about the uh i'm all about the summer sour life okay I like drinking sours. It makes me feel like I'm just laying in the sun, and I'm a pasty ass white dude, so <laughs> I don't exactly tan very well. Oh, okay, but when I drink a sour, it makes me feel like I might. Well, it's good. I mean, you look Irish. That means you'll, I'm, you're safe in this neighborhood. I am so. Polish okay. and I am German. Okay, but I know it's the beard. Uh, Kaiser Town is right over yonder. So yeah, still yeah, a good <laughs> I'm close enough, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's the red beard. Everybody's mm-hmm. always like, "You're Irish, aren't you?" I'm like, "Nope, mm-hmm. almost though, close enough." But yeah, man. It's so good to see this, and I'm I'm really excited to see South Buffalo do more and more. Now you were talking about how, way back when South Buffalo was really really robbed of its future, mm-hmm. and now it's nice to see these old neighborhoods getting come back because they've they've definitely weathered the storm mm-hmm. just as much as as all of Buffalo has. I think South Buffalo has has dealt with the the same way that you guys deal with snow while mm-hmm. the rest of the city doesn't get as much. You guys have dealt with the brunt of Buffalo falling into a, a collapse. Yeah. And it's great to see South Buffalo get a piece of the of the resurgence. And, you know, what I'm excited about is Seneca Street is the gateway to the stadium. So, oh, yeah. So you get to see all if you're not on the 219, you get to see all of this development and you're driving through South Buffalo going what? Like turn your head going. What? Yeah, that's new. Well, yeah. That's new. Yeah. That's new. Like you were talking about nice. the storefront across the street and this place and the storefront next door. These they look like Elmwood shops. Yeah, and even like Blackthorn, this great restaurant. They've been yeah. here forty years. They definitely weathered the storm. They just did this great addition. It's outdoor. They've it looks like they've got cornhole outside. And fun story, I went over there the other day. The bartender looks at me and goes, Where do you cook? So like, well, I'm the chef across the street and he's like, People have been coming in here and raving about your food. Really? Yeah. God, that's such a good thing to hear. Mm. So how is this um how is this helping you? Like, cause 
I know you've you're I know that you're a great chef, mm. but I believe that it's hard to just continually tell yourself that you are. It's like how is how does it feel to have so many everybody in this area be so appreciative and accepting? Um, it's it's unnerving. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I I mentioned it when when Pat was tonight that you told me that you were nervous. Uh, um, because I don't I don't necessarily care about the the glory. Like that's not yeah. the the kind of chef I was raised to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we were we were raised by screamers and yellers. And oh yeah, they'd go out and do their table touches and blah blah yeah. blah. And, oh yeah, but you know, I come out here and. You're you're trying to pass off as much of the glory as possible. Like you, you know, I'll tell you all day. Davin cooked the entire meal that you ate this morning. All yeah. I did was design the dish and yeah. mise it out. And and I think that that I think that the ability of the ability of the cooks in the kitchen reflects on the chef because mm-hmm. if you have a, a chef that's just a yeller and a screamer and can't pass on his vision appropriately mm-hmm. the food's never going to be perfect yeah exactly and the fact that you're not like that at all and i know that you're a guy who's not afraid to get into the trenches and work mm-hmm. and clean and shoot the shit with his guys uh-huh. it shows in the food oh yeah it I, definitely does i'll always always be shoulder to shoulder with you like no one suffers if yeah we're going in we're going in together yeah and, that um, i think that that's something that like i said this young young generation of chefs i think that's something that mm-hmm. i don't know where it came from Maybe it came from the fact that we that everyone was downtrodden by the last generation. Because yeah, once once you made it before, it was like once you were the chef, you're the chef. Yeah, and you can get away with pretty much whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I think that everybody's grown away from that old school feel mm-hmm. of like the one man in charge, and everybody's accepting it as a team. Yeah, and like the first two weeks with the staff for mm-hmm. me, the front of the house and the back of the house is always the roughest. Because they do have that expectation. They're like, yeah. oh, how long is it going to take for this guy to pop off at me? Yeah. But here we are you know, a month and a half later. I'm still you know, bussing tables, helping Lindsay do her dishes, seeing what Davin needs, trying to do the ordering, doing our Facebook page, and just being as calm. I, like, I stay right about here attitude-wise. Yeah, and that's something that I think is great. And like I said, I think it's coming up in this generation. Last night I was at Billy Club for dinner, mm-hmm. and th- one of the owners who I, I know who they are, but I've never, like, met them personally. Like, mm-hmm. I know them through other people who I've done this podcast with. He was our waiter. That's awesome. Right? That's what I tell. Like, I, I go out to dinner. Uh, everybody who listens to this podcast knows. I mean, my dad go out to dinner every other week, uh-huh. and we do a review section of the show. Um Every six weeks, we do an episode that's called The Review, and we review restaurants. So last night was our first restaurant for the next set of The Review. We went to the Billy Club, and I was like, Dad, I think that's one of the owners. So my dad asked me, he's like, you're one of the owners. And he goes, yeah, actually, I am. And it's refreshing to see somebody who's the owner of a bar, wait tables, mm-hmm. bartend, and have an active participation in their guest's experience. Yeah. And you have to. You absolutely yeah, have to. Abs- absolutely. And you being the chef and the manager here, you get to control even more so than just being one or the other. You know, that's another thing I took from the Marriott. It's yeah. You, you hire good people, you put them in the positions they're supposed to be in, and then you just let them do their thing. Yeah. Um, because there's um, the... Um, you you work hard, hire good people to manage it, and then collect the fruits of their labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm not cr- collecting any fruits. Our, yeah, we have, great, we have a great owner, John. Um, he runs a concrete business in the area. He owns this. He's renovating apartments upstairs. Um, he's great to us. No, what was this before you guys came in here? Was this just a, a regular bar, or was it closed? This was a place called Manny's. Okay, for years and years and years, Manny used to um, actually. 
take care of a lot of the local kids. He'd bring out like a big burger and um, bowl of spaghetti and and be like, how much money you got in your pocket? All right, it'll cost you a dollar. It was that kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, the cops would come by and be like, oh, do you want us to get rid of him? No, no, they're just leave them be. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Give, give them somewhere to, to hang out and not get themselves in trouble. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So that w- so it was that, and then um, then your owner took it over? Yeah. Okay. And then that was how long ago? Uh, that was 2017. So we've been open for about a year and a half. Okay, cool. And now with you taking over, you guys are going through the rebranding and mm-hmm. bringing back life with a whole new menu, which mm-hmm. I'm, I've fingered through this menu and it's, it's fantastic. I don't want to, I don't want to go into too much of the depth because I want people to come out here and taste it themselves. But you guys have a lot, a lot of things going on here, man. Mm-hmm. Your guys' sauces, like Pat said, your guys' sauces are fantastic. I had a couple of, what was that one that I asked how it was made? Um, that's the bistro sauce. That bistro sauce is fire, man. Mm-hmm. That with the chicken, with the chicken fingers. Oh, yeah. So, so, so good. And that's going to be on our chicken finger, Texas toast sandwich as well. <sighs> so what's your favorite thing on this menu? Oh God. <laughs> um, I'll give you two because you look like you're struggling and choosing. I think our wing challenge is going to be out of control. Wing challenge. Bring it on. Talk about it. Okay. Um, so I've got three different kinds of powders in the back. I've got habanero. I've got scotch bonnet. And I've got Carolina Reaper. I've also got Carolina Reapers ordered from Tarantino's. So I'm going to make this like disgusting. I have to wear a mask in the kitchen just to make it sauce. The kind of sauce that you have, you have gloves and tongs that are specifically kept oh, in yeah. a box just for them. Because if it touches anything else, it's gonna burn. Yeah, like you're gonna have if if you take this challenge, there are gonna be two people on either side of you ready to grab your arms just in case you try to touch your face. <laughs> it's gonna be that hot. Um, but yeah, like I'm excited about that because I you don't see a whole lot of food challenges in Buffalo. No, not and I feel like a lot of places it's just like they just don't do it anymore. Mm. And that's gonna be so. Um, so tell us what the challenge is. I'm reading it right now on the menu. Okay, so it'll be tossed, grilled, and then dusted with habanero, jalapeno powder, and uh, scotch bonnet powder. Um, I'll make the sauce in-house. You eat 10 of these wings in 15 minutes. You complete the challenge, it's free. You fail, it's 20 bucks. Hmm. And if you complete it, you get a T-shirt and your picture on the wall. Yeah. Very, very cool. That's interesting because, like you said, not a lot of places do wing challenges anymore. Mm. And that's one that everybody likes hot wings. And, you know, that's another, like, South Buffalo pride thing. When I show people that, they're like, oh, I can eat the hottest wings ever. And I'm like, oh, oh I'm thinking yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you're like, because you got that, like you said, that scotch bonnet and that yeah. Reaper man. Oh, you're you're going to be melting some fingers. I'm, I'm not taking out any seeds. I'm just, just leaving it all in there. Let it go oh, for, like, man. in the vinegar all day long. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna kill somebody, I, man! No, there's gonna be a waiver. So, <laughs> um, and let's see what else. I've I've always wanted to do tater tots on a menu, but like high end. So yeah, you got that. You that. got a serious tots section, man. But everything, the thing I get the most praise for is is the chicken tenders, man. I'm not gonna Dude, lie. they're so Just good. The way we do it. Well, yeah, because like. That's how chicken tenders originally were meant to be. Mm-hmm. Like, once upon a time in this area, That's frozen it. chicken tenders didn't exist. Exactly. You had to put the love and care in, and everybody's gotten so far away from that. And everybody loves chicken fingers. Mm-hmm. But when you eat real chicken fingers that have been 
bathed in in uh, buttermilk mm-hmm. and seasoned appropriately and breaded and have had the care and put into them. It, it's totally different. Yeah, it's a, it's like a roided up chicken, mm-hmm. man. And it really then is. there are chicken fingers in two other places on this menu, and in, in our pizza and in our um, our Your chicken finger sandwich. Yeah. yeah. So um, a lot of cross utilization. Like yeah, and that's something that's important when you're writing a menu too, because mm-hmm. you you don't want to have one thing one place and not use it all the time. Yeah. So I mean, fries, tots, and mac and cheese. You can get it six different ways. Where's the mac and cheese? Yeah. Right up top. The whole same section. Oh man. And I almost made you mac and cheese today. I feel bad now. Oh dude. With that bechamel sauce. So you can get all these as mac and cheeses as well? Yeah. So I get to buy you as a mac and cheese? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude, I'm coming here to eat. You need to. I'm done. Hey, dude, you, you already eat here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got you got another podcast. You I'm bringing here. my girl here. Yeah. Yeah, we're coming. Date we're night. huh? Oh yeah, there we're we huge go. food we're huge drinkers and foodies, so okay. we're definitely uh Definitely coming down here now mm-hmm. as soon as she gets back from Vegas. And let's see what else. Our our logs are hand rolled. Totally. Really, mm-hmm. dude. That this. So how prep heavy is this? Um, like I said, we got cross utilization all over the place. Um, our, all three of our dips, the first six steps to make them are the same. So I can do large batches and then oh, very cool. Break off and do the separate batches. And then everything else is just like. You know, I have Bayou Tots because I've got the, you know, the Bayou. You've already pizza. got all the stuff for for the pizza. Yeah. Um, you know, we're already making chicken tenders, so why don't I do a chicken tender sandwich? Um, and you guys haven't fallen into the the buffalo wing trap of charge overcharging for your wings. Ten wings for ten dollars. That's mm. that's real serious because there's a lot of places who are doing like twelve bucks for an order of wings now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was another thing, like. When I made this menu, I sat down with our service and bartenders. They know how I cook. They know what the food looks like when it comes out. And they're the ones, like, pressing me going, no, you can charge more for that. Mm, okay, that that's fine. But I know I can make you this on that. Yeah. Cause, just because I know I can describe it well. That's all. That's awesome. You, mm-hmm. Having that utilization of your staff to the best of their abilities is great. Mm-hmm. Because it's helping you out on your, your food product side because you're, I mean, when you price out a menu, it's it's a nickel and dime game. I feel like yeah, and you you want to be able to give the best quality product, mm-hmm. but for the best quality price. You don't want to have to charge somebody an arm and a leg for something that just because it's that good. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be able to give people a great product at a reasonable price, and your your menu is very very reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, everything on there, I'm not losing money anywhere. I'm I can't making, believe you're hand rolling your pizza logs. I'm man. making thirty percent. I'm a, I'm like, pizza and pizza logs. I'm like. A pizza slot, man. It's so bad. Like it's it's the main reason why I'm not in total shape is because of that. Yeah. And dude, the fact that you hand roll your logs and they're only two dollars and fifty cents. Mm-hmm. Two hand roll logs. That's wild. That's wild, man. And I've got a fryer back there, just dedicated to those logs and to the tenders, just because they they require like the freshest oil so that yeah. the consistency is right and the and so the color stays right. Yeah. Because if you if you have old oil, it gets gross, mm-hmm. and a lot of people make the mistake of using the same fryers for everything. Yeah, you gotta um, have you gotta have your chicken wing fryers and your fried goods fryers separate. Yeah, my my oldest fry oil is always gonna be my chicken wings. Yep. Um, my fresh freshest uh, will always be on Friday. That's for our fish fries, and then that one will be. Now, do you have fish fry on your regular menu, or are you just doing it on Fridays? Just on Fridays. Just on Fridays. Um, it's very labor labor intensive. It's a huge dish. Um, what are you doing it with? Just because most people, it's just. Coleslaw, mac salad. 
Uh, we're doing it with mac salad and potato salad. Okay. It comes with rye bread and your choice of fries or tots. And we're doing fresh cod. I know Ooh. in this area, it's either like battle haddock or battle cod. And yeah. We're, we're going to see what happens when we come up on the side of cod. And you're going to do fresh? Mm-hmm. Just a, sl- just a big old slab? Yep. Nice. That's going to be Never really, frozen. really cool. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So you're getting, uh, that's from Curtsy as well? Yep. Um, that, that was one of the coolest parts about doing this and like taking charge was calling these people that I like had seen my boss have relationships with and they were always giving me cards and, and you um, can finally make good on all yeah, these, these, like, cr- these hey, business so cards you've had. Yeah. I'm running this place and they're like, holy cow. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're congratulations. Right we're, we're, we're in yeah. there. Yeah. And, you know, I told, I told everyone right away, like there's two companies I want to work with curtsy and Tarantino's. That's it. That's yeah. Um, for a lot of people don't know who Curtsy is, Curtsy is out of Erie, mm-hmm. and they do, in my opinion, they do one of the best food product, um, food purveyor businesses in all of all of the Northeast. Oh yeah, their facility, um, they break down all of their fish in house on site fresh. Mm-hmm. So they bring in whole whole tuna, whole cod, whole sea bass. Everything comes in as a whole fish and is processed on site and packaged for delivery. They also have a site that's off site, uh, not right at their facility, but in another building on the same on the same um, campus. And they do all their meats in house. So mm-hmm. all their prepackaged meats are cut and butchered right there. Oh yeah. And I think that that's something that's awesome because it you notice it in the food. Like you said, that burger they grind for you, and you notice it. You feel. You taste the flavor. And you said you do it on the flat top to keep that flavor there, mm-hmm. and it totally does. It that that feel plays right through. Absolutely. And if you ever get a chance to tour that facility, like I couldn't believe it the one day because we were in the fish part, and he's shaving bits of salmon off. And yeah. I've like I've I've done sushi, but I've never like had someone cut a piece off of like right off the whole fish. fish. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> you got a slab of fish. Yeah. You can tell. Oh yeah, and and you can, and it's just everything there mm-hmm. they it's so it's nice to see from a sh- cooking point of view someone caring as much about the food on that side as you do on the finished side mm-hmm. and to have somebody like that in your corner is, is awesome and i've everywhere i go i, I try and tell people like hey you got to get on curtsy got to get on oh, yeah. curtsy and they like even though they're two hours away mm-hmm. um when i had my rep if there was something wrong with my order he would drive all the way from erie all the way back here to fix the problem that I had. Yeah, and a shout out to our rep Maureen. I I told her the same thing. Like that's why I want to have them as a distributor is because there's never been a mistake that I've made mm-hmm. or that they've made that they haven't fixed. Yeah, and I've had problems. Like I've worked with U.S. Foods before, and I've worked with Curtsy. I love Tarantino's. I mean, they're South Buffalo. They've been mm-hmm. around here forever. Yeah, it's literally right, right there. Right, right yeah, the corner. and like uh, Tarantino's is always the place. It's like um. You can call them as a chef, and you can go there 20 minutes later, and your order will be ready. Yeah. They'll throw it right in your car, and you can get back to your day's work. And chances are Mr. T is the one that picked it for you. Yeah, and he's so so cool and so oh, yeah. laid back. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody in the offices there is, are, are great. Mm-hmm. So a big shout-out to Tarantino's in South Buffalo. You guys are doing a great thing out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're definitely um, – I've supported you guys as a chef before I've gone, and I know everybody in the area does. Mm-hmm. Like, anywhere you work, they've got Tarantino order slips hanging about, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so – and, Kurtz, you guys do a great thing as well. I, I like working with um, Gershaw and Sons as well. Okay. Because 
as being in Elmwood Village, they're right there. Mm-hmm. And they've same thing as Centuries. They've been around since the dawn of time. Oh yeah, yeah. So their facility is great. They're right there on the west side. They put out a great product, and they you can get produce from them that you can't get from anybody else. And they'll order shit from like around the world for you. Mm-hmm. It's so so cool. And I love working with local people like that. Mm-hmm. That's something like this podcast, and I've talked about it many times on here. It's all about bringing out. Um, bringing up and putting out the local people. And I'm really, really glad to be able to do somebody. I'm really glad you reached out to me about doing this because I'm glad to get somebody on here that's not from the the general downtown Buffalo area because everybody who I've had on has been um, either bakers or bartenders or chefs from the inner city of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see, like I've been saying this whole time, it's great to see that light, that life that's coming back into the area, come back to South Buffalo. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not knocking anything that's going on downtown. I did fine dining. For oh yeah. Years. Neither am I. Yeah. Everybody who's but, listening to this podcast know that th- nobody's knocking anybody, but, but this is awesome. Yeah. Like once, once the city got recognized as one of the top culinary places in the United States, I just feel like downtown got a little pretentious. Some people. Yes, yeah, like, for sure edible flowers on a plate it's it's the hipster uh, feel yeah yeah it's got it's been hipsterized so i'm gonna go over to south buffalo i'm gonna do tater tots six different ways with a bechamel sauce which i'm digging though because like i people need to i think people need to to pay a homage to to childhood delight oh yeah and boozy obsessions Mm -hmm. and tater tots and flatbread pizzas and a really really good burger in my opinion speaks just as loud as a duck fat fried duck breast Mm. which delicious i don't want to dog something that is so up top and fine dining but in my opinion it's not about the dish that you're putting on it's about the love that was put into it absolutely and that's something that i'm that i'm loving to see here is that you guys are putting in the love that it takes to really make a community restaurant happen. Absolutely. And the fact that you guys are supporting uh, that you guys are supporting your your local policemen mm-hmm. and your local firemen is great. And like Pat said, this whole community, he said um when you grow up in South Buffalo, you can either be a policeman, a firefighter in the military. Yeah. And to to support people like that in the political climate, and I know I'm quoting myself from 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. But I think it's important to say that I congratulate you on, you guys on doing something like that. Well, I really, really do. I appreciate you coming down. Like I, I didn't know what you were gonna say. I just I was stoked, dude. I, I, had, I was stoked. I just knew with the staff that I have right now that something special was happening here. Yeah, and I wanted other people to know it too. And and like you said, you're getting in at, at the bottom mm. of of the resurgence of South Buffalo and also you're getting it at, at the beginning of us doing this. Yeah. We want this podcast to grow as Buffalo grows mm-hmm. and to be recognized as much as the food and the passion and the beer and the industry is here in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad you reached out and we were able to partner because I would love to do I would love to come back in six months. Yeah, you're welcome anytime. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to come back for food. I mean, <laughs> guaranteed. Uh, and thank you for inviting me to the to the reopening party because i'll definitely be here i'll take the day and i'll come down i'll be more than happy to Mm -hmm. but i'd like to come back um maybe when you get ready to launch a new menu okay and we can talk about how this menu did and how you guys have made an impact in the community yeah it sounds great yeah i I would really really love to i i'm so glad that we sat down and did this Mm -hmm. this was a lot of fun and dude thanks for feeding me you told me to come with an empty stomach next time you're paying john oh well yeah (laughs) i'm i'm yeah i'm so glad dude thank Um, you thank you so much and 
thanks for all the listeners out there. Make sure you follow us at the Station House on Facebook. Um, oh, do you guys have an Instagram? We don't. Get on it, dude. I just for me because I love Instagram. I'm addicted to Instagram. Instagram and Snapchat. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna set oh, that up. Okay. Okay. All right, we got a new bartender. I guess is gonna set that up. Sweet, because that'll be cool. Um, I'm big. Everybody knows I'm the biggest advocate. I'm on Instagram the most. Um, number one, because I'm addicted to memes. Number two, because <laughs> it's the easiest way for me to get in touch with people, uh-huh. especially in the food industry. Um, so you guys can follow me at Buffalo City or at Buffalo City Beat for the City Beat Instagram. We post all of our new episode postings there and everywhere that I eat and I hang out. You can see my pictures of being there. Um, like I said, I was in Chicago. I did a lot of posting while I was there. A lot of cool spots out there. If you guys ever go, look at the places that I posted. Um, shout out to the Taco Joint in Chicago, Illinois. If you guys love tequila, you got to go there. That place is absolutely dope. Hey, Zeus, shout out to you. you thank you so much for hosting us there. Um, on Facebook, it's also Buffalo City Beat. My pers- or same thing on Twitter. All social media is at Buffalo City Beat. My personal one is bcb underscore hollywood h-o-l-l-i-e-w-o-o-d um yeah that's all my social medias once again our sponsors are prodigal farms and ihs associates thank you so much to them for making this podcast possible if you're interested in being on the show or being a sponsor of the show you can contact me at any of those locations as well Mm -hmm. Um, preferably facebook or instagram those are the ones i check the most but if you email me i'll definitely get the notification i'll get back to you as soon as possible And we are hiring in the back of the house. If any of the stuff I've described sounds like it interests you and you just want to be passionate about really good food, come on down, put in an application, let's talk. And, guys, Matt's Matt's a great guy to work with and work for. So I I definitely recommend that if you're interested in even even if you're – I don't want to have a whole bunch of newbies come and join your team. Mm -hmm. But if you're interested in cooking and want to learn how, Matt would be a great mentor for you. He's cooked for a lot of great people. Um, we worked under the same chef before, and he'd be a great guy to learn from. So I highly recommend that if you're interested in cooking and you want to get into it, and you're a South Buffalo kid, this would be a great place for you to get your start. Absolutely. Matt's a great guy. And this food is just it'll, – it'll set you – the skills you learn here will set you up to be a great chef one day. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah. for real, man. Dude, I, I, if, I, if I didn't respect you as a chef, I would – wouldn't have been as keen to take this interview but when as soon as you messaged me i like was giddy with excitement okay. i couldn't wait dude i was so oh, so I was stoked. nervous i was like i wonder what he'll say like, i was stoked dude i didn't know like uh i know i didn't message you back right away because i was like ah i didn't know what to say <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah it was a few hours was well like, yeah because like man i've been doing this for for three months now and like you said you've gotten so much love and support uh-huh. so have i from my friends okay. and people who have i've worked in the industry for for with for a long time and i've built my own personality in this industry in buffalo and i know that you have as well and Mm -hmm. it's great to feel the love from the people who you've worked with and worked so hard to work for Mm -hmm. so matt thank you so much you're doing great things here we're going to wrap this up thank you to our sponsors and um thank you to everybody who lives in buffalo and in south buffalo and in the suburbs for supporting the people in the industry and the people in uniform in this area because we, the people, are the things that are making the city great again. And I would, I want to see more neighborhoods do the same thing that South Buffalo is doing and doing the same thing that Elmwood Village, Allentown, and downtown Buffalo are doing, coming back and bringing new life to this area because people are coming here in, in my opinion, in crazy numbers. Mm-hmm. To And the love for this area is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And people are 
noticing it, taking notice outside of Buffalo. Absolutely. Uh, no one takes a knee in South Buffalo, I'll tell you that. No, that's that's 100% fair. I think that's the greatest line for us to end on. So, Matt, thank you so much. Thanks, John. Absolutely. And uh, we'll be back, everybody. Thanks for listening once again.